Welcome to The Real Investing Show with Tim Harridge. Each day, we'll provide real investing for everyday investors. Tim is a nationally recognized real estate investing expert, podcast host, and public speaker. He built his businesses from the ground up and is here to help you do the same. Here is your host, Tim Harridge. Welcome back to Real Investing. I'm Tim Harridge. Thank you for spending your time with me again today. Today, Kevin writes, why are interest rates on mortgages going down when the Fed rates are going up? (laughs) It's a great question, Kevin. So if you look at mortgages, right, and I think I've talked about this a couple times before, much of it's driven off of long-term interest rates, right? So uh, the mortgages, 15, 20, 30 years. Um, the federal funds rate is a short-term borrowing rate, right? And much of the 10-year treasury and the 30-year fixed rate mortgage bonds has to do with long-term rates. And and so right now, what you're seeing in the economy is everyone believes, feels, or thinks that rates will be relatively high, relative to the preceding 24 months, not relative to history, over the next 6 to 12 months. People also think that rates will be lower 12 to 24 months from now. Because if the entire narrative is the Fed has to slow down inflation, the way you slow down inflation is to reduce demand, not reduce supply, right? The two pillars. Well, the way you the way the Federal Reserve can reduce demand is make it harder to buy houses, make it harder to finance corporate debt, make it harder to borrow on a credit card. Right. These are all things that reduce demand. Well, it's known as demand destruction. What all the people that are a lot smarter than me are now afraid of or worried about is will it create a recession? And if it creates a recession, what does the Federal Reserve do? They lower rates. So right now, what you're experiencing is in June, there was a lot of panic and rates went up too fast. I still believe June 23rd was kind of the peak of the 30-year mortgage for this year and next year and the year after. Now, who knows after that? Um, And if you kind of look on my social media, you'll see a graph where there is a... uh, it had the federal funds rate on the bottom and then the, um, oh my gosh, 10-year treasury after it. And then it had the 30-year fixed rate above that. So when you look, the 10-year treasury and the 30-year fixed really move in concert with each other. But there was a kind of widened gap in between, it's called a spread, in between the 10-year treasury and the 30-year fixed in June. And that was just bonds were really hard to sell in June on 30-year loans because the investors weren't sure if it was going to be an 8% interest rate or a 6% interest rate at the end of the year or a 5%. So the spread gapped out. It got wide. It's come back in. And now actually rates went up this week. And the reason is they went down a little more last week and... uh now, with another negative um, inflation report, meaning it's it's a negative report, meaning inflation went down, which is actually a positive for <laughs> the economy. Um, now, there's a consensus that maybe the Fed won't raise rates as high as fast. Then there's less concern about short-term interest rates. Well, then there's less belief that We'll get into a fast recession and the Fed will have to lower rates. So now you start looking at long-term rates and maybe they don't go back down. So it's a function of supply and demand, but it's also a function of guesswork by the capital markets because 
they are loaning you money for 30 years and or 15 or 20 or whatever. And so they're trying to make sure that they don't want to do a 2% loan when the going rate 10 years from now will be 20%. If that that's not like a prediction or anything, it was just an example. So that's where it all comes from. It's just the difference in the 10-year treasuries and the uh, the kind of more two-year debt facilities and then the 30-year debt facilities. But then also there's buckets of each securitization that have to be full filled up. And if they're not being filled up, you have to, you know, lower the price on them. So that's the way it works. Hope that helps. It's, it's, uh, I, I'm still, I still learn these things all the time, but that's the, everybody was really confused why the federal funds rate went up 75 basis points and mortgage rates dropped 75 basis point or 50 basis points. And the reason was they had gapped out too much. And now the consensus is that there'll be that the rate rate increases will end this year and we should see rate decreases next year. So I think we're in a nice, healthy environment right now. I think it stays about where it is right now for the next um, couple months. And then I, you know, I I really think that the homeowner loans, honestly good and healthy if the, if the federal funds rate stayed around two percent which is the target inflation and homeowner rates stayed four and a half five percent that'd be great and if the investor loan stayed five and a half six percent that'd be great too so uh less is better but we also create too much demand which then gets us in the pickle we're in right now i hope that helps kevin thanks for taking time if you're listening and you have questions hop over to ihavelunchmoney.com submit your question and i will do my best to get to every question as time allows Thank you for spending your time with me and I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for hanging out with us today on Real Investing. If you have questions, comments, or feedback, please visit IHaveLunchMoney.com. Tim can't wait to hear from you. We're always grateful for your reviews. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Remember, the business is the vehicle, not the dream. See you next time. The preceding program is provided for general education purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, financial, investment, or other professional advice. No information contained in this program should be construed as financial, investment, or legal advice from any individual, author, host, or guest. You should always consult a financial advisor before investing. 